We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Andy Lou, you know what we're going to talk about tonight? Oh, I'm in a good mood. What are we talking about? Talking about Big Jim. Big Jim Garoppolo. The Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> Niners, 38. Cardinals, 10. Obviously, uh, a big. <laughs> you like that? You like that switch up? <laughs> big Barrier Sports Night. We got, we got Warriors. We got 49ers. Um, we will be talking Warriors tonight, uh, but we're recording this on the backs of the Niners' best win of the season. So, yeah, you know, are they back? Are they? Is is there a rule that the Niner, the Warriors, have to play like absolute trash if the Niners play well? <laughs> I feel like this is. By the way, this is not the first time we've done a uh, a double screen Warriors Giants. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, well, Giants! Wow, the Giants are relevant. Warriors Niners uh, uh, thing. I feel like the last time the the Warriors played well and the, and the Niners didn't, but. Are the, are the Niners back? By the way, also, I forget to mention, are we are we doing a Niners post-game show brought to you by, by the way, Pacific, Pacific Catch. <laughs> by the way, they do sponsor the Niners, so it's like a good, it's a good synergy. We've got the whole, we've got the whole local chain thing going with the, uh, with the Niners. Um, I'm, by the way, Sam, I'm sold. I'm back in. I'm back, back in, in on Big, Big Jimbo. I'm back in. That's my guy. It's, I'm very easily sold. You know, I see him. I see him throw a five-yard pass to to CMC coming you out. See of that? Backfield. You saw that? You saw the salt and pepper, and you're like, I can trust him again. That guy is absurdly <laughs> good looking. It's just <laughs> it, it, so they show they show the video of him in pregame, and then they they he, he and then they flip over to Colt McCoy, who's just like a normal looking dude, right? And you're just like, damn, man, I just, I just, it's it's unfair. Jimmy Jimmy can't lose. The guys, the guys quarterback of a team that is an elite defense elite uh skill position players and uh hey, shit man he might be the number two seed going into the postseason it's good to be jimmy garoppolo it's good to be that version of big jim we have a we have a special guest coming in a minute but let, let's let's cut over to it so the warriors mm. played the pelicans tonight uh no steph curry no draymond green no andrew wiggins no clay thompson Looney was out there because Looney will never sit a game ever again. Um, the Iron Man of the NBA. But anyway, so Warriors without their main guys. 
lose 128-83. In some ways, I feel like that score was generous. It was non-competitive off the bat. Yeah. Um, it's hard to quantify frustration versus just like annoyance that the main guys didn't play, but it just it just highlighted the broader fact, which is this team can't do anything without Steph and to a lesser degree like Draymond and Clay and, and Wiggins too. I, I literally two minutes into the game, like you said, wire to wire job by the Pelicans. Two minutes in, I literally went, yeah, well, well let's just have some fun today because uh, this game is non-competitive. They came out. I, the Warriors, they just, it's like they came out knowing that they were going to lose by 20. You know, it, it's spreads 10 and a half. So it's, it's, you're going to get blown out, but there's just no, it, it was last season when they were coming. Remember when they went up against the Spurs in San Antonio, they came back from like 15 down and Kaminga's having a bunch of fun. D Lee's making some big threes and they're hustling out there. And I, it just, you know, the Pelicans are a good basketball team. So I don't, I'm not saying that they should win the game, but the lack of competitive fire with these guys right, right. off the bat, it's, it's, that's embarrassing. You know, them losing by 40, eh, you know, the well, talent's and, not there. But And that's kind of always been the Warriors thing. When, when Steph goes off the floor, they always get worse. Shocker. Uh, he's probably the best player in the NBA, and he's an all-timer. But in the years the Warriors are title teams, they compete when he's off the floor, and they're kind of 500-ish. In the years that it's kind of a joke. It they're the worst team in the NBA when he's off the floor. And that's really what it comes down to. It's like last year, you mentioned that Spurs game. That was one of my favorite games of the season because I thought they were going to get blown out. And honestly, they, they probably got lucky to win it at the end. Yeah, but yeah. they competed the whole way. And that's what mattered. You know, it was like Looney, it was Auto Port, it, it was GP2, uh, Jordan Poole actually had a really slow start to that game and caught fire later in the game. Um you got you got great performances out of like Damian Lee and some of the role players. Moses Moody had one of the biggest uh, key plays of that game. Um, it did feel the energy around that team felt different than the energy around this one. Yeah, it's, it's exactly what it is. I mean, even even Jordan Poole, um, someone who had like good numbers today, but you can't tell me that he played well. Like he almost had 30 points, but you're not, you're not, it, it's not where, oh, he, he did this better. He did that better. It's like, no, he's still turning the ball over. He's still, you know, not doing much on defense, all that type of stuff. So I, I just, I, I didn't have many positive takeaways from this game. Sam, I feel like we've talked about it, the bad stuff a lot. The only thing I could say positive takeaway would be, uh, even if I say Kaminga, he still struggled a lot, but it's just nice to see him play minutes and get to show the flashes offensively and defensively right he just he's kicked off the game with a big block on zion he's you can see that he can stay in front of people pretty easily he can get to the rim when he feels like getting to the rim if, if his handle is there but then you also at the same time is like well he's kind of lazy on defense he doesn't get back he shot 12 threes for some reason uh and he just does all these things where you're like well shit even if he that did have flashes he did enough bad stuff where you're just like well that's probably a bad game by him too so he didn't rebound <laughs> like that that was the big yeah. one like got beat to loose balls carried himself like he like he didn't matter um yeah i mean a, a big thing i feel with this game is in some ways it feels like kuminga and moody have regressed oh. and um i i don't know what to make of that other than like, and it's funny because they cleared free minutes for them. They really did. They like got rid of veterans who are blocking them and they're still struggling 
in many ways to get on the court. And I don't want to do that. Moody had a, I mean, you would expect more than two of six from the field, four rebounds, 10 points from Moses Moody in 33 minutes. You'd expect more from Jonathan Kuminga than six for 20. Um, they looked like they were uninterested in playing. And I don't know if that's a it's a consequence of the main guys being out, but like it, it just, let me ask you this. Do they feel, do you think they look any more bought into their roles? than they did a month that, ago? I mean, that's such a... That's the worst part of this, right? Is The answer is no. Unequivocally, no. And, you know, we, we did a playback show for this game. Um, by the way, if you guys you guys want to watch the game with Sam and I and, and the rest of the Lightyear's goons, we do, we do a show about once a week or so. And during the game, we're just talking about it's, it's so difficult for young guys to play in the Warrior system. You would think that players can just come in and just fit... And just be like, all right, well, the Warriors have a good team and they got a winning culture. It's all going to work out. No, not really. Even for someone like Moses Moody, who you would assume is the guy that understands how to play Warriors basketball, he can't even get on the court right now. And so I think that's that's the tough part for some of these guys. And I don't know whose fault it is. Maybe, probably. Easiest one is Joe Lacob, right? That's the easiest one you could blame, too, that's at fault. Because it's kind of hard to blame Kaminga. It's kind of hard to blame Wiseman. Kind of hard to blame Moody. It's kind of hard to blame Steve Kerr, where Steve Kerr's like, dude, why the hell would I play these guys' kids? They're not ready to play, so it's hard to blame them. Um, and the only guy you would probably blame is the guy that's trying to pull this off at the highest level, right? So, I, well, it's just it, I don't get mad at Kaminga that that much tonight. You know what I mean? Like in tonight's scenario, I don't know how much, how much I can get mad at him for. It's hard. Doesn't it feel like it's um, it's anti? Um, it, it, it's just bad karma. When it's like you can't, um, they're the future, but you can't coach them normally. They have to get their minutes. And I don't know, they, they just feel kind of out of sync. And it doesn't feel like everyone's incentives are aligned. I, I don't love it in that aspect. Um, it, I do think Steve could probably do a better job with them, like kind of making it a little easier for them, uh, finding ways to to get them into rhythm without the hard thing. But at the same time, dude, they won a title last year and they want a title playing his method. How much more do you really want? Right? Like it's, it works. It works. You know, it works around Steph. Like it's, it's one of those things where it's just like ride with it a little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they got, they got cute. I mean, they're trying to get cute and I don't know. Uh, I still think, Things will work out. I mean, they just, they just they just won last night before against Houston. Albeit, it, it took took everything. I know you you got on the show talked about it with theater, but it it took everything to for them to beat the Houston Rockets on the road, which is a little ridiculous. But you know, part of me is kind of like maybe they kind of try to keep the good vibes going and, and try to win this game before you know, going back home again. But anyway, I, I don't know how much to take away from this outside of the same stuff. So let's let's get to one chat before we go to uh, yeah, friend of the show here. That's enough on this game. Let's get to the chat and let's have some talk bigger question. From the based mugs, would Wiseman's team agent ask for a trade? I love this. Um, I, love this <laughs> I, I do. It's, it's, Go for it then. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Why wouldn't he? Are we in Bagley territory? 
That's a comp, huh? That's what people have been saying. Huh? Well, I'm just trying to think. Like, first off, no one asks for a trade in their first few years. Like, that's not an NBA thing. They ask for trades every other year, but <laughs> the first couple <laughs> years. Um, and like the only guy I can think of who is like uniformly like complaining about how like the team was misusing him as like a top lottery pick was Bagley. Um, and probably because it's local, so it's like fresher in my mind, like you know right up the street uh but nothing that wiseman's done publicly indicates that either like even if he does portray like bad body language at times and seems kind of like unhappy with his role and everything like it's not like we're in that territory so i don't know um i don't think i don't think he's going to be demanding a trade anytime soon but i i well i think i like that comparison not because of that because they're the same freaking player. They're both left-handed. They both think that they're superstars. Nothing, nothing wrong both... with lefties. <laughs> they both think they're stars. They want a larger role. They they want to they want to you know not really care about defense. They want to be the focal point. They want to play like an 80s style. And, you know, look at Bagley now, right? I mean, well, he did get money. I don't know why he got paid by uh, by Detroit, but um, uh, you could argue that he probably should be out of the league, honestly, because he's not a good basketball player outside of he can fill up the basket, like empty empty stats, which just reminds you of Wiseman. <laughs> so I just, they're like the same type of player, which I think is hilarious. So that that's the funniest part of the comparison for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, Wiseman hasn't said anything. I, I don't know. I, I'm, yeah, I'm not, I'm not concerned about the, the public trade demands just yet. Um, and, and Bob Myers is going to say, and what? <laughs> what do I have to do for you? You know, it's like, no, you're not going anywhere. Um, I, maybe, maybe they should trade him anyway. So uh, <laughs> Maybe uh, you won't have to ask, right? Maybe you won't have to ask. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy.
trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Let's get to our special guest, Joe Shasky. Ninety-five-seven, oh. the game. By the way, just you know, we we were talking, we were, we were debating, should we just pretend the Warriors don't exist and talk Niners? Because quite a quite a game for the Niners tonight. How you doing, my man? I'm good. I'm good. And you don't want to talk Aaron Judge being downtown San Francisco signing <laughs> with my Giants? I'm down. To, I'm do, so. Do you, let's start there. Do you think I was asking Sam on the show? Do you think yeah, that's real? You think that's Are you buying? You don't. You, you buying that? Buying or selling? I mean, no one leaves the Yankees. The fact that he's hitting free agency tells me everything I need to know. Garrett Cole couldn't wait to run to the Yankees, and they had a $350 million check ready to go. He's gone. The only question is, are the Dodgers coming in or not? That's oh, the only so, question I have. Are so the Dodgers wow. going to come in and swoop them? Because, look, they, they need an outfielder, right? And Mookie Betts can play second base. They can move him around. Like, I, I think he is gone. I heard, I mean, wow. I heard the same thing during Bryce Harper, but I heard from multiple people he's hired a real estate agent in Danville, whether that is to buy a vacation property or to buy a new home of residence. Danville is where I would look to if I was, you know, <laughs> from the middle of nowhere in the valley. I think he's coming. I really do. That's, I really think a, he's coming. A, that's a rough commute, but, you know, that maybe, but, maybe, but I'm, you know maybe I'm soft in my old age. I'm with <laughs> you, but people who aren't from here, look at it on the map, and they're like, 20 miles. miles? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's nothing. And all of us are like, yeah, hour and 21 minutes every day. You, oh, you're going to change, you're gonna change yeah. your mind yeah. mid-season. Yeah. Exactly. You're going to be looking at, at Burlingame uh, come June next year. But anyway, exactly. All right, so, okay, I, I'm actually intrigued by that. You, wow. you, you think the fact that he's our, he's not locked up and he got to free agency means he wants out or like it's a done deal? Because I also have a hard time with the Yankee thing, but I have a hard time seeing anyone that good like walk away from the Yankees for monetary reasons. So walk me through your logic. Okay, okay. So the, A, there's obviously there's this Yankee allure. I don't think he like, I, I don't think he's feeling it. He would have signed an extension already. Then he gets booed in the offseason. The other thing is this. As we get older, I don't know how old you guys are, but as you get older, you get married, right? Him and his girl just got married. And this is a thought that came to me from a woman's perspective that I hadn't thought of. If you lock into an eight, nine, ten-year deal with the Yankees, you're living in New York. Her family and his family are from Linden, California. Mm -hmm. Not like she's from New York or she's from the Northeast and whatever. They are they want to have kids wherever they are going to settle down. He's adopted him and his brother by his parents. He has strong family ties. Wherever he's going, he is trying to plant his flag for the next eight, nine years. This has got more of a basketball feel to it in the sense of I just don't want to live over there. And I feel disrespected. I think it's both things. The the booing was a little. I thought that was pretty funny. I thought because you, you're talking about Giants fans. I mean, uh, you're talking about they might they might you go you go oh for fifty. They're still cheering you. You know they they might golf clap. You know what I mean, so dog Pablo ate <laughs> ate himself out of the league and is a fucking legend in San Francisco Giants land. We idolized a freaking fat cat for Christ's sake, and Duffy had five great weeks his rookie year, and the cat became more popular than any player on the team. Dante Hill is giving people out free dinner for, for life <laughs> off of off of like a game, you know what I mean? So, hey, look, man, if, if, Aaron, if Aaron Judge ends up a giant, I mean, you're talking 
Because, uh, you know, I'm watching the Niners tonight, and I'm watching, you know, the war- the Warriors didn't have any of the stars playing, but the Niners got stars left and right. I mean, it's it's crazy that the amount of Christian star Christian McCaffrey's power been here, what, three weeks? He's already the most popular man in town. It's just, it's just, and star. nobody's beating Jimmy. Nobody's beating Jimmy in popularity. No, no, <laughs> nobody beats Jimmy. But, you, well, you know, that those are two teams with loaded, loaded, loaded star power. The Giants need something man they gotta they gotta get relevant so yeah, if it's Aaron Judge that's you know one of the best players in the in the world so well and I think that he understands if he comes here and they go to what like think about it this one Zito signed a 140 million dollar deal oh. one of the richest ever in the history of baseball even 15 years later he won one playoff game and was a complete disaster for six years won one playoff game and it's like, you know what? It was worth it. Legend. Everybody, you know <laughs> what? It was worth Legend. it. Like, Gets Zito wasn't a, that bad. If you bring up Aaron Zito, the Giants yeah. fans, what do they think? They're like, you know what? Detroit. We won Detroit. championships. Wasn't that bad. If this guy comes here and he's going to get the 500 million, 400 million, whatever the number is, he's the face of the organization. Then you've got all this tech money. We're going to get you in this, that. You know, you know that's how they're going to roll, right? That's yeah. number one. Number two, you instantly become the centerpiece of their entire marketing program on and off the field. And if you just get to the playoffs once or twice, I mean, Yastrzemski is 115th the player and he's the only jersey for sale in the dugout. Like, people <laughs> really think you're like, Yastrzemski, you know? It's like, Strzemski's garbage in the, in, in the landscape of Major yeah. League Baseball. And I like yeah. the guy, but come on. And he's a household name in the Bay Area. Aaron Judge? All right, so you're, you're bringing up what I think is a really interesting point. You hear this when you hear the giant free agency rumors, like murmurs that like they need to do something to compete with the Warriors. Absolutely. Which, like, I, I, I know you and I have talked right. about it, but I feel like not enough is made of it where it's just like it's kind of a fickle market like are the giants gonna lose fans to the dodgers no they're just not gonna have people spending money to go to those games when it's like "Eh, yeah i could i could save my money and go watch steph curry play and i feel like that's the overriding thing there and in some ways i also think that's why joe lacob is so attached to trying to thread the needle with this two timeline plan when like really he could just go all in yeah. No, no, look, this, look, this is an interesting point. So I Bonte gets mad at me. I obsess over the business of sports, right? Because to sure. me, these are business entities. I don't care what anyone says. My cousin was applying for the job that Brandon Schneider ended up getting. I know a lot about the inner workings of just the finance of, of sports and things like that, how to run businesses. This is like what I live for. And I think mm-hmm. too few people are uneducated. And I don't think we do a good job in the media explaining how teams make their nut when it comes to, to being able to afford everything. This market, more than any other, we are diehard if you're winning. If you ain't winning and it's not an event, we do not care. Giants, okay, they won 107 games. We waited till the very end of September to tap in. And I swear to God, I went to every game down the stretch. Place was packed, packed, packed. Like, you you could not run into non-Giants fans. They were dormant for four straight years, and no one saw them beating the Dodgers, and, and, and they ended up losing anyway. The minute they lose again, shh, back down. No one cared. I just went to, to Levi Stadium a couple years ago. They were floundering. The Houston Texans game. Trey Lance got a win week 16 just to, to get them into the playoffs. Bro, you guys were giving their tickets away. Then, now this year, hey, Christian McCaffrey, <laughs> time, $250 for the Jesus seats. The Jesus seats up in the 400s. This is an event market. And if you are not an event, we tap out. It's, it's very simple to me. Yeah. Dude, 15-win season, brand new arena. 
people were giving away Chase Center tickets. At. No, it's true. It's yeah. giving yeah. them away. Year one of a new fr- of a new yeah. stadium. Dilo was not filling the house. Like it, it was actually, I went to way too many games that year. It was, it, it was depressing because, like, you know, obviously Steph Steph broke his hand the third game into the season. Yeah. Obviously, no Clay Thompson and Draymond. But, for as crazy as like people aren't paying to watch Draymond set screens, so no. it's it's just like no. And the, it, the culture it was, is different. The culture is just you know Buffalo fans will go to games because there's the nothing free- to do in Buffalo, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> Andy, yeah. hey, Andy, Andy, think about this. In this market, I've thought about this long and hard. We are the most discerning market. Real estate. It starts there. Mm-hmm. How much does it cost to live here? The people that have actually chosen to make this their home and stay here, they're like, yo. If I'm going to spend the little bit of money I got left over, that shit better be worth it. Like, that's the way people compute it. Mm. It better be worth it. Mm. I better be seeing Steph. I better be seeing Bonds hit balls into the bay, or you better be winning. Otherwise, mm. I'm out. It's, it's yeah. very simple. Like, think about it. Whether it's the, the clothing industry, the music industry, anything yeah. that's not hot, we are out on. Like that, I just, it's again, it's not Buffalo because there's nothing to do in Buffalo. Have you been to Buffalo? It's snowed no, the God, fuck never. in. Like out <laughs> here, they're, they're out here. I can, I literally golfed over the weekend. It was 65 degrees. Yeah, you can do anything. No club. Right. You can do whatever you want on a Saturday. It's, dude, it's, it's Thanksgiving. Buffalo has got 15 feet of snow. We literally can walk around Lake Merced right now in shorts. By the way, did that uh, do that every week? I just I tapped out on the Giants like game forty last season. You're and, not and the only one. Did, I went to this. I went to one game, and then the season before the one hundred and seven. I think I went to fifteen games, and, and I didn't even live near the area by that point of my. And by the way, just, that's just how, how many of those games did you even go to before the All Star break? To his point, you you weren't in until you saw they were winning too. Yeah, of course. I mean, of course, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, you go you go to one or two in the beginning. Just yes, to, just check them out, well, yes. right? But that's what I did last year, and then once I realized, oh, they suck. I'm out. <laughs> like I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna walk. Like I'm not even gonna throw it on in the background. Andy, I got a big flack for this, and I just believe now the Bay Area because it's so transient. And you can watch your teams anywhere. Like if I moved here from Chicago per se to work in the right. tech industry, I could be a Cubs fan on my phone. Why? I don't need to be an A's or a Giants fan like 30 years ago. I believe it is a one market sports town per sport. Like. A's and Giants, it's never going to work. One team will be dominant. The other team's going to be lowly. I, I, it's never going to go. We're never going back. There's not enough people with extra money to spend. The Warriors are, look, low-key, early in the season, and the Warriors are struggling to sell certain tickets. It's mm. like 15 games in. They're the reigning champs. They're the mm. reigning champs. I did. I mean, I didn't mention this on the show, but it's the, the prices for that Knicks game were I, – I, I almost pulled the trigger on that one. I'll How much were they? I love looking at the prices. How much were they? You can get in for under 100. You can get good seats for under 100 wow. day of wow. for a Friday night game against the Knicks. And granted, wow. name five Knicks players. That's my point. But, yeah, like, sure. you know, but it, the it Knicks was have just, cachet. At some point, they do. But yeah, but anyway, the, the point stands. The broader point stands. They were not selling. Uh, but at the same time, I remember looking at it last spring and being like, yeah, this is yeah, no. Not not spending on that. I'm either getting comped or I'm not going. So it's like it it, it ebbs and flows on that. For team. sure. For sure. Yeah. But you gotta be relevant, guys. If you're not relevant, we tap out. Like d- look at the look at the ace games. And there is a diehard ace crew. Like there is. I work with a bunch of them. We hate watch. We won't even show up. We'll just hate watch you through Twitter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I it's mm-hmm. there's like 80 different reasons for the Bay Area. Like one, money can do better things with my time Two tech. I can bring it up for free three. 
Bay Area just kind of sucks to deal with traffic in general. Oh, so like they like you're just 100%. you're tying it all together. People aren't going to do it. But actually, now that we're talking through it, I really do think this is probably the biggest driving factor towards Lacob's. Like, I need to make Kuminga and Wiseman stars plan here because I I don't think he wants to go through the era post staff of the Chase Center being either discounting everything or being, you know, one third full. Cause that's, what's going to happen when there's not a drop. People aren't paying $300 to sit at the top of, you know, the second, the second tier to watch anything other than Steph Curry, Anthony lamb, baby. You yeah, know exactly. what I mean? Like, come on, exactly. no, but you're hundred percent correct. Like the, the reality is, is that they need, and this is part of the finances of, of, when you build a stadium like that and you invest into it, forget the taxes for a second. I'm talking about the, the luxury tax. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. To pay off the stadium, they missed out on two years of events. Forget the basketball. I'm talking about the concerts, everything else. They needed to sell that bad boy out every other day to break even, to be able to pay off the mortgage and all of the different things that they've invested in financially. And I think that's the underreported part of this. This is a money grab. The Giants right now this is a great example. Did you know the Giants dumped a ton of money across the water of McCovey Cove to build this redevelopment? Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. I'm talking... B, as in billions. And so it was a terrible idea because now no one's going into offices, right? <laughs> Who the hell is going into the office? So you're not going to do a mixed use anymore. But also they need to be relevant and they need people downtown coming into their games to also patronize all of their different real estate ventures that they've got going. If you don't think that Chase Center is a real estate, I mean, it's a sports entity. It's also a real estate venture. Right. Like it's both. It's not either or. So hell yeah, he needs people in there. Hell yeah, he needs you spending and using your chase card, getting 20% that, off at the gift store. Isn't that the like the fan base loves to ride about like, oh, they got trade Wiseman to win now. Imagine being Joe Lacob. You're sitting here, you're going, Okay, on the one hand, I trade the only player I have who's um kind of like a lottery ticket to maybe a post staff player and like it doesn't look like he's going to be that guy right now but like he who knows how he that looks thing plays crappy let's just call it yeah, yeah of course I mean, he just looks but, crappy. He, but he's still a lottery pick and he may be the route to trade for someone who ends up being that player right like that's that's the thing the second part of it is if they don't make a roster move they could lose a hundred million dollars in playoff revenue that's and that's like thing. that's that's the other part of it where it's like it's two different financial decisions against each other right now. Well, and they, okay, so like when I, I joke around, but I'm like, yo, Clay, he's gonna have a great 41 point game. Now he's thinking green light, baby. And it's like, nah, how you got to the 41 point game was discernment in the Friday night game, and then yeah, the floodgates opened up. I don't want him thinking green light, baby. I'm just gonna keep shooting. It's the same thing with the Warriors last year. They barely played the rooks and they won the championship. Now. They threaded the needle. It was incredible. That's not a blueprint for success. Having like no. four guys who can't contribute on your roster, but up you're up validated. Let's go. You're validated by the process because you won it all. Why? Because you have an outlier superstar who had an unbelievable run. Wiggins stepped up. All the chips fell where they did. I mean, like, and I'm not taking anything away from them. They get credit for all of those things. But what happens is, is too many times you see the process and then you see the results. And you're like, yeah, our process was perfect. And it's like, uh, Niners missed on Solomon Thomas, but they still made it to the NFC championship game. It's like, <laughs> but you still whiffed on Solomon Thomas. You know what I mean? Like both are true. 
Well, it's it's the it's the we didn't scout Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson. That's the that was the missing. You know, we're not bringing up Niners one tonight by four TDs. Well, you know, but that was the process that was missed, right? I'm not even worried about. 100%. It's not even about drafting someone and say, "Oh, you were waiting for Kirk Cousins, Captain Kirk." Oh, is the, uh, is the hey Kirk's looking he, good this year? Relax. Yes, yes. Oh, <laughs> well, no, here, here's the issue, one, guys. No. Yeah. You bring up you bring up the trade, and I'll ask you guys this: like, honest to God, if I was in Lake Up shoes, right? I think it's easy for everybody on the outside going. You trade Wiseman, get me Yaka Pertle, get me Miles Turner, expiring contracts, both of them, right? It makes a lot of sense. For the now, I totally get it. But you're the one who is at Santa Cruz sitting at half court. Like, that's my guy. I, I, that's my guy. I have an emotional attachment. I have the hubris and the ego and the pride that tells me, nah, nah. Like, that's my guy. They are not. I'm just telling. I don't see them surrendering I agree. that kid for one of those type of players. And I know that's going to pain everyone to say out loud. I just know how these teams operate. Look at how your workplace operates. How many decisions are made by people in middle management with hubris who are unwilling to admit a mistake. I'm going down with the ship. This is my decision. Yeah, no, I I hear you on that I, one. I know it sounds, people don't want to hear it, but I feel like that's coming. Am I tripping? I, I think you're right. <laughs> First off, I, don't see I think doing we it. both think you're right. I'm just holding out... There's a lot of time between now and February. First off, they're absolutely not making a trade before the last day of the deadline, if they no. make a trade. Like, no. we, we got another 40 games of this, and I just want to see how oh. it plays out. If we get... <laughs> oh. I don't even know what they are right now. I want to I, I oh. see where they're sitting, because there's no way they're riding out this season like this. Like, the reality is they're way too far over the luxury tax. You're either going all in, or you're unloading someone at the deadline. So, Sam, you're threading one, the, so you're threading the needle. You're saying that not, you don't think something's going to happen, but you... No, I don't think something's happening until we get to... And I'd have to look up the deadline date, but I do think it's like sometime February, February 15th. Yeah. Yeah, it's right um, after the All-Star break. Like yeah, exactly. Three days um, or whatever. Anyway, the, the point stands, and the date's not relevant. It is the, well, the, February so 9th. There we go. The, the um, thing about that trade, too, is if you are trading for, let's say, Miles Turner, they're not re-signing him. You're trading for Pirtle. Hell not no. resigning. So it's it's a it's a player dump. It's the salary dump of James Wiseman, who, to Shask's point, Lakeup's wearing his freaking jersey. Uh, like uh, you have on. to get you are right. You have to get something that, more. You have to get something more than thirty games out of a tra- out of who you that's the, that's the thing. Yeah. Yes. Now. Now. Look. The Kevin Durant thing is obviously the thing that everyone's yeah, monitoring. Yeah, yeah. And let's call it what it is. Like, you went parachute, golden ticket, however you want to phrase it. He absolutely is a part of a deal like that. But one of these, like, you know, rentals, because that's what it's like a baseball rental. It like, is. I just don't see them doing that. That's the equivalent. It's getting, of it. it's getting a third starter where you're exactly. like, we're going all in for this. And no, hey, Beltron, Beltron didn't work out. So, you know, <laughs> it, so it, good it all times, baby. Good. I, I don't think he's, I don't think it's going to be Zach Wheeler either. But anyway, that's, a, that's a different discussion. <laughs> no, I agree with you. But that, that goes back to philosophically. The problem is, is they got all these guys in boxes and they don't sure. even know what the hell they've got. I have a lot of, I think Steve Kerr is one of the greatest coaches that this organization's ever seen. That's obvious. Or, but yeah. he's not perfect. And I, I struggle with the rotations, with his, with his leashes on certain players, with certain offensive principles that are set in stone no matter what. There's things that drive me nuts. And then I don't know where the – like, what's going on with Jordan Poole? Like, 
I expected Jordan to take this huge leap forward. To me, that of all the things, I know Wiseman's a big part of this. Jordan Poole and and what the hell's going on there is one of the biggest quandaries they're in. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. My, my honest thought is they need a veteran off the bench. Like they have a dumb fucking bench. There's no other way to put it. Like it's a bunch of kids. None of them know what they're doing. Jordan Poole for all his talent is a scorer. He's not necessarily the guy who makes everyone better. Uh, it brings in. Like they have to make a decision on it at some point because they're either going to have be the most expensive six seed of all time, or or maybe like a nine seed. Really, like who knows where they're going to go with it? Or they trade one of the kids and deal with the fact that like in two years that could hurt, but we're all in now and we could. Or they go the other way, which is the way I hope they don't go, which is like we're going to cut salary because we're not going to win a title anyway this year. That's the other option, which is very much on the table where they are, let's just say, 25 and 25, you know? And they're sitting here and they're going, it's just Steph carrying the corpse of Clay, and, you know, we're kind of going to move on from Draymond and all this stuff, and can we get out of money? And that's... Oh, no. I don't know. You think that's possible? No. That's that's another... That's my... That's my uh, worst case scenario. That's an off-season thing, I think. I don't think think they could do that during... do Do you think they can do that during the season? They might have Probably an empty not, arena no. for, for the last twenty games of the season. Which, but are they going to pay? Are they going to pay two hundred in luxury tax if no. a team is looking like a play-in team? Uh, this they year, need yeah. to either go. They either need to make the move to give that team like the spark to try to, if nothing else, recoup the luxury tax and playoff gates, or or cut salary. You know, cut so, like. We keep talking about Wiseman. Wiseman, $9 million salary, 60-some million in tax on top of him. Literally dumping him makes you even. You know, like that's the sort of thing we're talking about. Yeah, I just uh, – but you're, you're not factored. Uh, the financials are absolutely there. <laughs> I keep going back to the egos and the hubris. Yeah. And when, you've, when you've invested that much emotional capital into someone, I just know how these guys operate. Like, they're not willing to concede that. I mean, they, they gave the guy so much leeway, and he's out here. He, he, he's not even setting a screen. He doesn't know how to step up on a pick and roll. Then he steps up. The guy goes right by him. I mean, it's a grab bag right now, you know, and, and and for all these young guys, this is the other thing. I look at it this way. If I'm Kaminga, Moody, James Wise, and whoever, you just played the Rockets. Jalen Green's out here taking 40-foot bricks left and right in crunch time, <laughs> right? Terrible. And and 
just getting any shot he wants. Silas isn't even coaching. He's just standing there, just chilling. <laughs> and if I'm one of these 20-year-olds, I'm thinking, I'd love to be on that team because I know what they're thinking. Like, I'm going to get a lot of run. I'm going to get opportunities to play. It's really difficult what they're being asked. And here's the, the, the catch-22. I feel like Draymond, Steph, and Clay have kind of forgotten. Boy, they didn't have to come up in that kind of a difficult, don't make a mistake or you're That's never coming point. back onto the court. I don't point. think people realize how difficult that is. That's a fair point. Clay was out here just shooting when he was, he was, he was doing when he was coming up. Steph was, Steph was a lot better. I think right when he made it to the league, Agreed. he was a lot better. But Dray- Draymond, but Draymond also had the thing where he also re- figured out how to play NBA defense pretty quickly, which I but think they you also, look at, and they also came up on, um, just, they just weren't coming up on a contender. Exactly. It was a terrible yeah. team. I mean, it was yeah. the Warriors, right? It yeah. was the Warriors. You've got these guys. They also picked two guys that. I mean, you knew these two kids weren't ready to play winning well, basketball. They were as raw as can be, Andy. As can be. Like, these are the two guys where, like, they need, like, they were the Trey Lances. Like, Trey, you, nobody expected Trey Lance to come in and be ready to play winning football, You knew, which is why last year was frustrating. It was like, dude, we're not winning the Super Bowl. Let Trey Lance play 17 yeah. games and have him figure it out. Same with these kids, right? It's like... Let them figure close. it out, but you can't. But you can't. You can't let them figure it out because there's no there's no Steph on the Niners. So you know, I, to me, I was like, okay, there's no Steph. Let him play. But with the with the Warriors, it's like, well, shit, dude. Every time Kaminga comes out there and makes three stupid defensive plays in a row and then doesn't run back, yeah, yeah. it just like just get him out of there. And it's hard on Kaminga. It's not his fault. It's hard on Steve. Uh, to me, it's not really his fault. If I were Steve, I would pull him too. Uh, and then Steve's got all Steve needs is. JTA and Dealey on the bench, and they probably are above 500 right well, now. That's I, all I think, he needs. I, I think Otto Porter Jr.'s missed desperately. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, and I'm not, I'm not trying to say GP3 isn't or GP2 isn't because he absolutely is too. I'm here for that. Like they, they miss him. My God, Otto Porter Jr. could rebound. I know he had like a month and a half where he sucked, but he could rebound. He could stretch the floor, veteran leadership, offensive rebounds, toughness. You know, it felt like he got along with a lot of people. He fit the ethos of the team. Like, that's another thing. Like, there's there's clearly an ethos of the team. Some guys fit, some guys don't. Omri Caspi didn't fit. Kelly Oubre didn't fit, you know? <laughs> Nick Young's weird ass. I don't know how, but he fit. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, it did, it's yeah. just weird how some guys fit and some guys don't. So, like, they miss Otto Porter bad. Yeah, they do. They do. And they miss all those guys. Yeah. I mean, they... <laughs> That's that's the hard part is is with Jordan. So the the Jordan Poole stuff to get back to that because you brought it up and, and they kind of my favorite players. They th- well they threw the role and responsibility of Andre Godala at him, and it's so difficult to be able to rein in just four other people on the floor as a floor. He's not that guy right now. No. Even even Poole, maybe even veterans like Dante's a good player. Jamichael, he's a veteran. He's you know he's he can do some things, but they're not, down. they're not, uh, they're not Andre Godal and Sean Livingston is my point. Well, but they I guess but someone to lead the them. same, right? I guess just in yeah. theory, because pool's getting paid 30 million. It's like, here you go. Not till next year though. Not till <laughs> 3 million right now. He's got <laughs> another year to figure to that. He's got another forward. year to figure it out. I expected was, him to take a leap forward and be more consistent. That was the number one thing for me. I expected it. He needed all he, the thing is, and, and Sam always wants to, he needs, he needs auto next to him. He needs GP2 to, to help yes. him on defense. He needs uh, Kevon Looney out there to help him on the back end. Like, if Jordan Poole doesn't have to focus on how much he fucks up on defense, which all young guards do, so I don't really blame him, yes. he can just go out there and just get buckets, yeah. man. That's his thing. The, the let me get guys involved, BS, like that. 
It's not well, what that's, you're there for. That's it's also like the there. Warriors offense to a degree. It's like get the ball to a big who can make decisions. Everyone, we can go back to Bogut, but it's like that's really where the Warriors are the best. Bogut, Tremond, uh, David Zaza. West, Zaza, all these guys. It's like get into them. Everyone's mm-hmm. moving around them. It's mayhem. That sort of thing. And I feel like that's the number one thing the second unit's missing because Jamichael's not that guy. I mean, they're playing Anthony Lamb, who wasn't even invited to camp. Like, literally, Steve's like, oh, someone, someone who I can throw the ball to who doesn't think it's like a, you know, an opportunity to get into their bag and like getting post moves and that sort of stuff. And it's like literally a guy who I'm still not convinced is an NBA player, but just like he knows what the role is requests. Yeah. He's better than the other youngsters like yeah, exactly. it's a clear cut and I, I i know people like oh my god why is he out there because he's literally better than moody and kaminga right now I, unfortunately he's just more fundamentally sound he boxes out he moves the ball shoot the layup in the paint last night i don't know what the hell he's doing he's stroking <laughs> it from three like he communicates on defense but the pool thing look i'm not trying to boil it down to this but it's impossible for me to not see. He got his lights punched out by his freaking teammate. <laughs> I mean, I, it's look to me as much as the youngsters are probably a big narrative and I'm not dismin- diminishing them. They are going to ride and die with the top six paid players. Steph, Clay, Dre, Wiggins, Looney, and JP. Now JP, even though he doesn't kick in until next year. Sure. And, and right now, like, I need three of those dudes to be balling at all times. I just know what I'm going to get from Steph, but I need three of those guys being contributors. You're getting a little from Looney. I mean, actually, Looney's giving you a lot. Wiggins has been a little hit and miss as of late. I I like what I'm getting. That third guy outside has yet to evolve. Like one night, yes, the other night it was Clay. Thank God. Pool up and down. You know what I mean? Draymond. You look at the numbers, you're like, you're there, but you got five turnovers every freaking game, zero heart. Like he's just going through defense the motions. Isn't there. Defense isn't as great as as it was. No, no. and it's to be expected. No. And so, like, it just it, it it they're in a really tough spot, man. And I think that they thought they could get out to a nice little fifteen and five, sixteen and six little record, ease the youngsters in. They don't have any of that leeway. Yeah, yeah. Which is why the the tough move is is trading Wiseman and bringing in that rental guy and just saying, screw it. Let's just go for it. Right. That's, that's the easy move for fans. We've already discussed why they wouldn't do that. Uh, or think they won't do that. I still think maybe uh, it might happen, but um, it's a tough scenario. I, I do think part of it is also, I was making this joke, watching the game. If Kaminga could just get like four months playing f- 35 minutes a night, just on another team, because if he does it on the Warriors, it's not good. But can the Warriors just loan him over to the Spurs for four <laughs> months and just have him run the same system? And then the Warriors get him back when it comes playoff time. Because they really, to me, just need one guy, maybe maybe two. I, I don't know. Like maybe half a guy. I don't know. Because I do believe that Dante DiVincenzo is good enough. You can get away with, with some Jermichael Green minutes. If he's playing with the starters, that gets you seven, eight-ish, well, right? So you only really need one-ish more. No, I'm with you there. You don't need all three. Literally, Moody, can you just be the perimeter defender? We kind of of thought you were going to be. Maybe knock down an occasional three. To me, the Jermichael Green at the five, what are we doing? Put Kaminga at the small ball five. Just give him three weeks. Just give him three weeks. Like, give him the three weeks. He's going to drive you nuts. And then he's going to yam over four or five people like he did last night. You see the, one, the you see the one tonight where he hit his head on the side of the backboard? 
Maybe not. I, it was the middle of the night or game, but it was literally head on the side of the backboard dunking baseline. I was like, oh my God. But, just- but again, you're going to have to live. Let Just let him make the mistakes. It's okay. The second he's looking over his shoulder, you could see the shoulder slump and he's just zapped. The kid's yep. just zapped. A lot of these kids need hugs. Like, it's like, I, I got nephews, dude. I got, I got nephews. They're 21, 22 years old. They can't even get out of bed. They're so emo. It's not even funny. Oh and we're expecting, God. we're expecting <laughs> three youngsters with millions of dollars in the bank account to be like towel waving on the sideline while Steph's yeah. hitting threes. These guys are sitting there going like, I want to play. Like, what the fuck? Like, I just, I know what 21 year olds are thinking. Mm. And like, we're asking, these guys are not wired. Like Steph is a unicorn. Those kind of guys are unicorns. There's a reason, like Patrick Mahomes, those guys don't come around often. You know what I mean? Whatever the sport, pick the sport. Most of these guys are like, dude, I just want to play. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Somebody needs to give Wiseman a hug. That's that's for sure, man. That guy. Oh, dog, he's been needing a hug. Yeah. He, my, my dad just wants to, my dad goes, he needs to sit in the gym yeah. all day and have someone drop him entry passes. And all he's doing is catching and pivoting. That's it. Not even shooting. Just catch yeah. it. Start with catching it. Drop yeah. step. Pivot. Stop. Drop the ball. That's like that's literally what we use. But the other the team itself does not know how to make an entry pass. But that's yeah. another thing yeah. there. That's yeah, the whole the, Yeah, that, I was gonna say it's Steve Crow plays a different style of, of hoops. But um oh, all right, we've before got we get, before we get out of here, we should answer this question from awesome. Uh, GSW looks directionless. What is the plan? Steve hasn't done a good job with managing guys' roles. Has to be a broader plan than Bobby Knight impersonation. I'm, I'm going to go first. I do agree that Kerr's a little hard on young guys. I just don't know how you insert raw young players who literally will just lose focus from games and not do dirty work. When you're when you have like Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green out there playing at a championship level, it'd be one thing if you were dealing with a 10 seed and you're like, well, we can live with it a little bit. But like you're dealing with champions, you kind of have to hold them to a standard they're not ready to be held to. So that's that's my overall thought on it. What's the plan? Maybe the plan doesn't work. It feels like they're just kicking the can down the road as long as possible before having to make a decision on the entire thing. I, I don't I don't know. I mean, guys, I think that Draymond made the decision for them and he made it so easy for them. Like him doing what he did, they're like, Thank you, Jesus, because the fan base was gonna kill us when we weren't gonna come to peace with you at some point down the line. I think Dre's gone at some point. I don't know when, whether it's middle of this year, this offseason, I think he's done. The clay thing, I think they're doing the best they can to just manage it right now. I think he's gonna have highs and lows, a lot of lows. Just the Steph Curry conundrum is a great one because if he wants to play, if he wants to play with KD, you have to do it. Oh, you have to do it. Oh, well, I guess we're, we're ending it. I mean, yeah, I think everybody's on board. If, if by the trip, if the Nets, you know, Kyrie's okay now, he's back now, but I'm sure in two weeks things will change <laughs> and he'll have yeah. a new. Let's thing, start, new let's start the thing. clock again. Bro, that guy. Yeah, let's, let's give him two weeks, right? He'll be back. He'll be back. Uh, and if KD wants out, which again he's already asked yeah. out, and he, he's a hilarious new quote every other week about how shitty his teammates are. Um, I think the Warriors do it. I think if it makes sense, I don't know why the Brooklyn would, but it just—I don't think anyone one on the Warriors would say no. 
And yeah. I think you could do that. You're all everything in one swoop. You get to get rid of all the kids. You get to throw Draymond's contract in there. I don't know why they would want Draymond. Again, it's all wishful thinking. But I do think that's the move. To, to your point, though, I about Draymond being gone, because I do kind of agree. The other thing, though, is they're not winning a championship. No, I agree with trade, that. Which they is need the his defense. They yeah. need his defense. But here, here's the issue that I've got with a lot of the Draymond stands, right? Like, as I... If you are going to handle the ball as much as he does, his assist to turnover ratio is horrific. It's absolutely, he throws so many bad passes. And they're like, dude, look at the three shovel passes to Steph where he ball screen. Dog, I could do that. All right, I'll go to St. Mary's Park right now and I'll <laughs> shovel it to Steph and step in and set a screen. Get out of here with that crap. I am paying him to play defense. Stop with it. Hit a couple bunnies, score eight buckets. But, bro, I What's funny is, though, they, they can't function on offense without him. That's no, it, I know it's clogged. You know why? Because no one sets off ball screens. There's no. not one guy. Think about this. How many times, and Clay stopped his movement. He's not moving like he used to. How many times they would set those underneath screens and go back and forth and back mm-hmm. and forth? You had guys willing to set those screens. Right now, outside of Looney, who's kind of clunky and, and looking old, who's setting screens? I'm serious. Who they'd, have to play, they'd have to play um, a modern NBA offense. If Draymond, like if they wanted to successfully win, Jakob Pertl, the they'd, they'd, they'd have to go. <laughs> they'd have to go Atlanta Hawks, Dallas Mavericks, uh, Philadelphia, like classic pick and roll. I don't staff. even think Steph wants to play that way. To be honest, I so. don't think he does either. How do you think he wants to play? He, which the is way why they're he, playing. They're now, which is why he wouldn't want Dr- he wouldn't let Draymond go. Like he he would. <laughs> he's going to go into the office himself and be like, you know what? You get rid of Draymond. I'm going. We're both going to the Kings. We're going, we're going up. The I we're think going. he loves, first off, easier said than done. Easier said than done. He loves being able to play going between on and off ball because it makes him more dangerous. I, I agree there. He's, he's uniquely the only player who's as dangerous in both situations. Everyone else, it's like one or the other. Yes. Like, we, we watched KD for years. Phenomenal. One of the most talented players I've ever seen. Doesn't do half the stuff Steph does off ball, right? Like that sort of stuff. So I think he wants this type of ecosystem, but it's hard to build it. And Draymond is amazing at it. And that, that kind of makes him indispensable. But I do agree with you because it's because like they've made it abundantly clear. They don't want to be the team stuck with. 35 year old Draymond with five years left on his deal. Like no one wants to be that and, team. And and let me let me play the counter argument to this. Go back to those. I was in Boston in mm-hmm. this in the arena when they were chanting F you Draymond, sitting by myself next to Sean Sullivan from Southie and all these idiots from Boston. <laughs> let me tell you this right now. Draymond was unplayable in game three and game four, and they were better when he was off the floor. All right. Now those game are, four was terrible. I, I, I give you that. He the, stripped um, the ball late, whatever. Steph had one of the greatest games of all time. Draymond was nowhere to be found. Steph will have moments. He's incredible. There's no doubt about it. Regarding how they evolve on the fly, I go back to the coach, and he's not the only one. Like There's more that goes into it. My biggest issue with them is the rigidity. And I think that when I look at some of the people who are aging out in sports, Nick Saban, Belichick, Popovich, there is a rigidity to all of these guys that is the common denominator. And when I look at what's working right now, A, there's a youthful exuberance and a partnership on every person on the roster, whether it's Lincoln Riley at USC, whether we're talking about Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, who runs the offense, Patrick Mahomes or Andy Reid? I get where you're going with it. They they do it together. They're they're, they're artists together. The enemy? It's not the enemy? 
No, the has nothing to do with it. The enemy is yeah, one getting yelled at by Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I was going like, to say. Yeah, like, that's where I'm going. Like, I, I, and I think Steve Kerr and Steph clearly have that. And that's obvious. And that's earned. And that's equity and all that. My question is, how the hell is Steve going to get the best out of the Kamingas, the Moody's, the Wiseman's? If he's going to be here. Oh, he's retiring. But it's, that's it's my point. That's yeah. my point. And so what you've done now is you've tasked this man with trying to win now and develop the future when he's sitting here going, I'm not even going to be here for the future. It's like you replace, I mean, grooming your replacement at work. You're like, I don't give a damn what you do. I'm <laughs> out, right? No, you're right. I, I get where you're going. That's actually, I hadn't considered that point. That's a great way to put it where it's like, um, do we even know if Steve wants to coach after Steph? Oh, and if the answer call- And if the answer is no, f- figure it out on your own, Mo. Moses, you know, like that sort of thing, right? <laughs> he's, gonna, he's gonna he's gonna pull a Sean McVay. It's McVay every other week. It's oh, I'm retiring. He, McVay, it's a great example. McVay gutted the entire organization. Like oh, I'm out. He pulled a LeBron. Like LeBron? Oh, <laughs> oh, I'm out. You know, like, <laughs> like, like the, the crazy thing is, is that I still believe that they're in the mix. They're as dysfunctional as all hell. I can't wait to the thirty for 30, 50 years from now regarding this team. It's going to be absolutely incredible. They are going to go as far as Clay Thompson and Draymond Green. Yeah can yeah. pull out of them. It ha- like I know we want to, and, and Jordan as well, and Looney and all that. The youngsters, a moment here and there. Like, yes, you're going to need, in a Grizzly series, Moody to step up and guard John Morant. You're going to need Kaminga's athleticism sure. against a Jaron Jackson. I'm just highlighting one matchup. Boston, yeah. we'll see. But, like, it is going to be can Clay summon enough night in, night out of the grind of the playoffs the way he did last year where he showed up enough for them to do it. Can Draymond stay on the floor emotionally and physically and not pick up all the fouls? That's how they're going to win. Like, yes, I would love to Kaminga and Moody and one of these guys. That's probably next year or the year after or whatever. For this year, bro, they are thin. Like <laughs> They are so it's, it's, thin. So last year it was the same thing, and they got just barely got through it because they barely – and again, it's that's why it was, you know, the best Warriors championship out of Sweetest the four one. is they got – Barely got through it with those two guys. Honestly, not playing that well. You talked about Draymond kind of falling apart in games three and four, but he also summoned the best basketball that he could play all year. In closeout five and game. Six. Yeah, the closeout game was incredible. But it's both. I it's know. like it's like it's both things. You're telling me a younger version of those guys don't win that series in five games, or 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 they win it in six, but they're up three two, right? Like yes. That's, or or they're, or they're up two one, I should say, instead of down two one on the road. So and so. I'm with you. The problem, though, when you talk about depth is they got to make it to game 86 intact. And if you're telling me that Clay and Draymond are missing a month or Steph's missing a month, which is what happened last year, if you're telling me those guys miss a month, these guys aren't just falling to the three seed. These guys are falling to the 13th seed. And I think that's Steph Rose's ankle tomorrow. Knock on wood. They are. They are caught. Andy, I got into this, and I, everyone's like losing their mind. I'm not trying to be the hater here. I'm saying, like, look, the, it was a great game from Clay. It was awesome. Everyone felt good. It was sad watching him play and struggle. It was. Like, it was sad. To yeah. me, it was really sad watching him search. One of my favorite players of all time. No one takes solace that. You need him to win. But, like, I'm like, yo, baked into the season is going to be struggles. There's games where he has to miss because of how old he is right now. Tonight's an example of that. So, like, there are going to be built-in L's is what I'm getting at as you look at this, Andy, and you're like, how are they going to get high enough to, like, lock in one of these top six seeds? I, I, I don't know. Like, they have to go on a fucking run 
to be able to put themselves in that position because you're going to lose games and have that buffer. That 18-2 start, thank God they got that last year because <laughs> they were terrible in February. Just so we're clear, they are um, – I'm sorry for swearing, by the way. Don't worry oh, about it. They're two oh, games back I swear to the right now. So hey, how many no, games? Back? <laughs> is Iggy gonna play, guys? Is he just is he just like that's the one that fake is. ass Adonis Haslam? What's going on here? Oh, they need him back. The, the sad part is they need him to play 20 minutes a game. Well, 15 minutes <laughs> yes, a game. They do. No, they really I know if, they if do. He only if he only not talking about closing, we're not talking about play. If you only just play the six minutes with Jordan Poole Thank you. and Kaminga, that's it. Just he's he's the cool Patience, uncle that calms everyone down. It's all they need. That's all. It's just not even. Yeah, he's probably not gonna play great defense, but he's gonna tell people where to go. It's. I don't know. It sounds like I don't know what Sam sources say. He's a m- couple months away, so I don't. I don't think he's close. Jesus. Who who knows at this months point? Months away. Well, like, he's hitting golf balls at the range. You know this. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like what? He's saving himself for the playoffs when they're in the eleventh. Yeah, and we're gonna end it on that. That's where I'm, I'm gonna sorry. end it. Sorry, I don't mean. Chassis, hey, you know we appreciate guys, you guys. coming. <laughs> We're watching one of the greatest Bay Area athletes of all time. Oh, I just yeah. watched the Willie Mays doc, and we barely talked about Steph Curry. He's having an, a unanimous MVP-like season. Like, honest to God, if he drags them to even the nine seed, he better get the damn MVP. <laughs> I'm oh, dead yeah. serious. Like, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah. I did a post-game show yesterday, and we spent the whole time talking about, is Clay back or, um, you know, let's talk about the second unit. And then at some point it was brought up. Steph had 33, 15, seven, three blocks, two steals, and just basically every play. And, and, and it's just kind of like it, that's the level of normalized brilliance he has right now where it's like, well, yeah, you know he's going to have like 40 in this and that sort of thing where it's just like it, it's not worth discussing. He doesn't have bad games anymore. He's just he's that good. And it's all about Clay and the other pieces because that's going to determine if they matter. That's it's he's reaching the level of or already at or surpassed the level of LeBron where it's yeah, you don't even talk about the greatness. Nope. It's because LeBron's <laughs> he's done like his career's done. His chasing. T- it's all over for him. I know. And it ended, you could say, maybe a year or so ago, but he still had enough in the tank to win that champion championship. You could say in the bubble that AAU but tournament. He, it, yeah, he had a he had AAU rec league open, open turning, open run flame tourney, but- Christmas flame tourney. <laughs> but you know it was for a few years there it was hey he's still great but can we what can we do and then they you know they got lucky with the ad stuff because they're the lakers and that's what the lakers do um it's kind of what's happening with the warriors now though except i think the answers are on the team it is it's just like you said when if clay has to go for 41 though for you to beat the houston rockers on the road i know it's a regular season game but that just it doesn't make me feel good even though i feel great watching them but it doesn't it's like Steph dropping 50. I wasn't happy the whole freaking game. Unhappy the whole time he dropped 50 points. And then you go at home, Steph has to hit game-winning shot after against the Sacramento Kings who are winning a bunch of games. But he has to do all that to win at home. And just sitting all these games, it's 2020-2021 again. And it just feels like you go down the wire and you're just one like shitty ref game or one John Morant game of just sitting at home again and – and then you're going to watch the Western Conference and the Utah Jazz are going to be the second round and you're worried this is a fucking joke. Lori Marketing is going to be hoisting an MVP. You know, this, this is Lowry's year. This is Lowry's year. 
it, it's it's uh it's just it's so crazy steph curry is just absolutely incredible when i went to boston right we did the whole media circuit we we're at wei They're like he can't win one without without kd he can't win one without kd i'm doing i'm trying to do their their boston voices and then by the end of game four the entire arena it's the baddest dude we've ever seen since larry bird Every single one of them <laughs> said the guy's unstoppable. Tremendous respect for Steph Curry. And it feels like the national narrative is completely switched on him. Here's the one difference between the Warriors, though, and what the Lakers were. The Lakers gave up every asset they had to acquire AD and, and the handful of pieces that were around that, that particular team. The Warriors do have some pieces. Like, that's the Moody, Kaminga, Wiseman. I don't know if they're going to break the jar and actually use them, but they do have assets. They do have some wild cards. I don't know. They got to play him. Like, see, to me, the Kaminga thing, do not move this kid until you give him two or three weeks. He might Just be give Ingram. Him two or three weeks. He might be Ingram. <laughs> You're talking about in that trade, like, the, yeah, like yes, Brandon Ingram. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. Metaphorically, he might be. Yeah. yeah. He might be LaMelo or whatever, or Alonzo. Uh, like, right. but who knows? But I'm just saying, like, you got to – can I just see it? Can I just see him as the five? And let, even if you got to start him and bring Looney off the bench, build the kid up a little. Like, just see what you got. And then if it, if it fails, hey, we gave the kid a shot. We, we got to go in another direction. The, the thing is, they did that for Wiseman, by the way. They gave him, you know, they they, did. and it didn't work. No. And then they said, you know what? We're done. Like, praise, praise. Yeah, me. but they're. Kaminga's better. He and is. Kaminga's, Kaminga fits right now what they're looking to do better. He's more quick uh, twitch. He can do more things in the current offense. Yeah, he's clunky. He's also but like, tougher. The, like, let's, just the let's, simple let's dives. Call it, let's call it what it is. Rim it's running, the athleticism. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Let's let's end it there. Sorry. We're going to end it there. We can, we can go. We can go. Yeah, Shasky, we appreciate you. You've been, you've been wonderful. No Jimmy Ever. G talk? Oh, we we let off the show with it. That's our guy. <laughs> all right, we're actually, all back. We're back in. We're back can, can in. We, okay, actually, can, before we get out, <laughs> yeah, we can I do was, some Jimmy G talk real I had quick. Give it to me. Turn turn on the uh, turn on turn on the uh, the Andy Luke camera. I just I I'm bought in again, which is I'm bought in again. I'm bought in again, and on it Jimmy? happens. Yeah, yeah. I'm bought well, in. The, he's intoxicating, bro. I just just look, I look at him. I see the beard. I see the smile. I see the walk, and I'm just like, I see the another five yards. A new man, a little more uh, mature. Andy buys. There won't be turnovers here, now. Here's you what I would say: Andy, slant to Ayuk. I just, I can't. I you know why? You know why? I actually think this is the best version of Jimmy oh, right now. Oh, Christian McCaffrey has added an element that, like, he needed a checkdown, dude. Just like, uh, ah, another one, just, <laughs> bro. McCaffrey has changed his fucking offense. So much because now it's opened up the middle of the field for for I've never seen Kittle this wide open. I that's used that's Debo true. Debo I going down Kittle the field. Was, I thought Kittle was washed. Uh, you know, at the beginning of the season, I'm like, it's oh, it's over. It happened to Gronk, too. that type of thing. And now he looks amazing. He looks incredible. G, uh, Christian McCaffrey, like Tom Brady, no one talks about this. The key to him, yeah, Gronk and Edelman, bro. He's just been checking down for James a White. decade. James yeah. White and all the eight thousand Burkhead white boys that he's got, constantly checking down. They got Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey, superstar. I think he's the best player on the team right now. Yeah, and I, he I, he's that he good. Is. He's so much fun to watch. Yeah, he he is. Uh, when he got on the team, I I, I remember I was telling Sam that yeah, Debo's got a. Burst. He's got some flash. You got Kittle. You got IU. But when you watch CMC move, you're like, oh shit, that's actually it's it's like watching the difference between 
Like, uh, I think Justin Herbert's a really good quarterback. And then you watch him play against Patrick Mahomes. You're like, yeah, that's not close, actually. Patrick Mahomes is, is 20 times better. And it might yeah. never be close because Herbert is not even on the – yeah, I, I would say even the, Josh Allen's the, not on the same level You read Mahomes. the PFF article, which is like, oh, Herbert's <laughs> actually oh, making dude. more throws than Mahomes. And he watched it to him and they're like, I don't know about that, guys. Yeah, I, 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 I watched it both at Levi's, and Herbert's very good. I'm not like I would take <laughs> Herbert in a heartbeat. Like, yeah. no doubt, terrible co coach, whatever. Mahomes is the greatest quarterback I've ever seen live, at least in the modern era. I watched Joe, I watched Steve live, seen Brett Favre, Russell Wilson. Here's that, here's that Steph Kurt quality Warner. where you watch me, like, yeah, it's gonna, right. he's gonna do it right now. <laughs> he's gonna he play. He's rolling left like like he was Brandon Crawford. Flip the hips, threw it. 60 yards over everyone hit uh what's his face valdez scantling some random scrub yeah, some random scrub. <laughs> for a 60 yard bomb and i'm like are you kidding me and i looked over my dad goes i've never seen a ball thrown from that hash to that hash on this field in my life i couldn't believe it <laughs> the throws that this guy makes and the way he waddles like coming in and out of the, yeah. the, the huddle like he don't even his body ain't even perfect he kind of got a little pudginess to him i love him he runs, I mean, like he runs, like you watch Lamar run, you're like, yeah, that's, that's, that's an Olympian athlete. Yes. You watch Patrick Mahomes, like run with his chest out. Yes. But then he's like, but he picks up another first down on third and six because he's just like, he's just wide open for some reason. You're just, I just, I don't, I mean, we watched him in the super, I mean, we watched him do it. Like, and he's going to do it again, which is why, again, I'm bought in again. But, I'm with you. You know, I know the truth is. When the Niners make it to the Super Bowl, if they do, or the NFC, like if they play, I'm not even like if they play Jalen Hurts, who I don't even like, I don't know how good he is, but it's just that type of quarterback that we've as Niners fans have seen so many times. Russell Wilson, do yes, it we've seen Mahomes do it to him, we've seen all the moving quarterbacks do it to him. It's just, it's just, but I'm in on Jimmy. So I, I'm, you're not alone. You're not alone. No. My wife's in on Jimmy too. So you know, yeah. you get in line behind her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tomorrow morning. I'll see you tomorrow morning. You're going to talk yeah, to Jimmy. Yeah. For, for I'll about be getting yelled hours. at by Bonte. How dare you say bench Clay Thompson. <laughs> Appreciate you, Shasky. They're in the pot. All right, boys. Thanks for having me on. Have, Have a great one, man. You too. Happy holidays. You too, man. Happy Thanksgiving, man. Later, boys. Sure.